I pledge myself to the pod. Loyal I'll always be. A P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. Hello and welcome to In Omnia Paratus. I'm Jay, like the letter. And I'm Angela, sometimes AVO. We are two Gilmore Girl stands diving into our own past and present, seeing if we were ever truly ready for anything. We discuss all things from problematic school dances and what no one prepares you for after college. We tell tales of elusive college boys and coworkers more high-strung than Paris Geller. Welcome, everyone, to our first episode. Thank you. Shout out to our three friends that are going to listen to this. We're really excited to have you. Hope you miss us. We miss you. Want to see you soon. In the same state, not just on Zoom. As you can hear, we're starting a podcast. Yay. Go team. So, I have a question. I'm ready for it. What was it like the first time you listened to a podcast? Um, I didn't really know what to expect. So, I, I've i never really been much into audiobooks or anything like that, so I wasn't really sure what to expect from listening to other people have a conversation or tell me a story. So I put everything aside and I just like, I had it open on my phone and I sat on my couch and listened to it. It was interesting. I have since learned that when you listen to podcasts, you can multitask. You should multitask. You should do your laundry, do a workout, do something because I definitely felt a little strange just sitting there and not doing something. I felt the need to fiddle with things with my hands. Like I kept picking up the phone to like look at the podcast and I'm like, this does nothing. May I elaborate? Go for it, please. So I started getting into podcasts. My mom always loved podcasts and I thought they were always really boring until someone I really like came out with one. So I started listening to it and it's like, oh, this is great. So I've wanted to do it. I love to talk. I know I could at least talk for an hour, if not longer. I have a lot to say and I talk fast. So I've really been into the idea. About three or four months ago, Angela comes to me saying like, oh, I want to do a podcast. Like, I think we should try one. And she hadn't listened to one yet, which is when I recommended, okay, you like need to listen to this. (laughs) So I don't really understand where she got the idea that she wanted to do this without ever hearing one. Then she does this for her first time listening to one, sits down in the dark And then plays it, which is basically like the experience of being at like a talk show, but you're not watching. She's literally listening to radio, like the boomer she is. I Yeah, fun fact, everyone. I actually still do have a radio that I listen to sometimes when I cook, (laughs) like a straight up from the 80s radio. So the idea of you wanting to do a podcast was always a a little bit confusing, but like, hey, we're here now. Well, you always told me that I would be good for like a TV show or writing a book or something. And I always told you that we should do it together. So podcast seemed like a good compromise for us. See, you're leaving out the most important thing, which is I just want you to walk around with a GoPro on your head all the time. That's what started this for you. It wasn't, yeah, you're an English major, so writing books, TV shows would be funny because you wanted to write TV. But I honestly just think you should go through life with a GoPro constantly on. Well, here, you know what? If we get, like, we'll say like 100 consistent followers for this thing, I will, I'll GoPro it for a day for you. Don't make promises you won't keep. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. For a day. Hear that for a day. 
a hundred consistent listeners over how many episodes? Um, I don't know. Should we say like our first season? Okay. So if our first season averages a hundred listeners downloads an episode, Angela will go pro for a day. Mm-hmm. I am now suddenly thinking that I should have raised to this number, but we are recording, so I don't think I can. No take backsies. Just remember, Charlie D'Amelio, who's one of the girls who's very big on TikTok, gains about a million followers every three days. Oh my god. Not that you are nearly going to be Charlie D'Amelio, but just the point that that many people are actively listening and on platforms, that's feasible to get a million followers every few days. That's so crazy. But yeah, 100 listeners it is. Oh my god, okay. All right. I'll try to make it interesting with the GoPro. We'll see what happens. Because as we're starting this, we are in the middle of a global pandemic and quarantine. So we'll see what I can do. I'd rather not call this the middle of the pandemic. I feel like I'm hoping we're like over the hump. We're over the Trump and now we're going to get over the hump. <laughs> I love that. That that should be That should be your new thing. I give great gifts. Let's just like start with that. You I do. give great gifts. I actually still have one of the first gifts that Jay ever gave me. She like made rings for everyone in college. Can we elaborate on how many people that was? Okay, she made she made I think about 3 rings for 14 people, so each person got 3. Thank you. Yeah, they were very cute. I still I still wear one regularly. Nice. I think I threw mine out. Yours was cool because the A... Do you have the one that looks like an A? Because those were really cool. Those were the only... The A's were the best letter I could get out of them. Yeah. So I have the A and I have the infinity. I don't still have the the bow one, I think. That's fine. That's fine. That was a phase. We were We were very new to our sorority life. We were very into bows. I remember for our recruitment, every one of the recommendations was to wear a statement necklace. And by golly, did everyone take that recommendation? Oh, I wore two. I remember statement necklaces. Like the J. Crew bubble necklaces and like all of their replicas. I remember the first time my girl took me to Charming Charlie's. I thought, I was like, this is what heaven looks like. Color coordinated heaven. Oh, I really miss Charming Charlie's. We had one for the briefest of seconds at... Um, my local shopping center and it was just it was really great when you just needed something fast do we want to do individual bios or like how we met each other first um i guess let's just do how we met each other okay so yes i a wee little 17 year old first year at college went through recruitment and joined a sorority, and then about a month and a half, about a little, a little less than a month into it, we have big little reveal, which is where we get our big sisters who are kind of like our moms of college. And before that, though, you have this thing called your new member retreat, which is where you bond with your new member class and kind of get to know everyone and stuff. So I remember we're doing this activity where it's like you need to say a word. And then your name. So it's like, um, not an analogy or an anagram. I'm going to get there. An alliteration. There you go. So this girl who I'd never seen before says like artistic Angela and like paints with a paintbrush. And I'm like, who are you? I've never seen this girl in my life. <laughs> like you're in my new, I'm like, everyone always kept talking about someone named Angela, but like I had no clue who it was. I was like, oh, okay. 
that's another girl in the class. But, like, I didn't know most of the girls. I was very focused from the day I joined my sorority on getting one particular girl to be my big sis. I joined the sorority for her. I basically stalked her. I've never seen you, but, like, I know that's about stalking, and that basically was me to my big. Oh, my God. I think there's murder involved, though, so there was no murder in my story if I just need to clear that up. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah, so that is the day that we met. We ended our new member retreat, and then we move into our big little reveal, and after we had both had our bigs revealed to us, and we were super happy and running around, we bumped into each other, and I could see from her t-shirt telling me, like, what family she was in, that she was in, like the family that was very good friends with my family. So I walked up to her and I was like, oh, hey, like, we're in a family together. And I like, or like, our families are really close. I was like, I heard like, you're part of a new family. She's like, no, no, that's you. Like, you're, you're in a new family. Like, no, no, you're, you're, you're in a new family. She's like, no, you're in a new family. I was like, okay, I'm walking away now. And that was our first meeting. I don't recall any of that, so, like, I don't really say that happened. <laughs> but see, the thing is, what I consider our second meeting, I still don't give much better of an impression than that. So, right before initiation, okay, fine, there was, we have a story in between this, but it gets a story that's, like, for another podcast. Um, Towards the end, towards initiation, you have two new member educators, some sororities call them new member moms, and I thought it would be a lovely idea to get them a gift. I solely, out of a class of about 45 girls, thought it'd be a nice thing to get them a gift for educating us and for teaching us and for helping us make it to initiation. Crazy idea, apparently, because <laughs> no one really wanted to help me, nor volunteer to do anything to assist with this. I don't know. I could be painting myself as a victim here. Angela, you can feel free to not feel free, but like you can chime in when I'm done. So I post on our Facebook group, like, hey, like I'm doing this. Like, does anyone want to do this, this and this? And everyone kept liking it and seeing it. And this is just like the beginning of sorority life. So anyone who's in a sorority knows it just goes downhill from here in terms of participation and engagement. We'll get into that in another episode, but you all know what I'm talking about. So one girl, Angela, decides, like, oh, I'll come help. Like, I'll come help. So she comes to my dorm and like we're painting picture frames painting cards we're painting i don't know we're drawing or painting something i went off about an hour and a half rant about why i was doing this alone and how no one would help me and what happened to the sisterhood i just joined and angela listened as she still does to this day <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think it was actually picture frames and cards we made like these gigantic like poster board cards to say like thank you and so jay had an idea that she of what she wanted them to look like so i sketched it out and painted those and then she painted picture frames and yeah it was about an hour and a half that jay ranted <laughs> about sisterhood and lack of participation and okay hold on hold on this was also on top of us having to do paddles for yes, big little but yeah so Tensions were already very high there, and I don't know. She was pretty upset, but I don't know. It didn't really, I don't know. Crafting doesn't really phase me, so I was just happy to listen and let her vent, and yeah, that's kind of how the friendship was born. 
And then by our next quarter, everyone was sick of us. Yeah, basically. But I don't know. It works for us. Yeah, we made it longer than most bachelor couples. If there was a Neil Lane diamond, we, I would have gotten to keep it. We all know I would have gotten the diamond, so I would have gotten to keep it. We've made it past two years. True. Yeah, no, but that brings us to where we are today. We're still ranting. We're still listening. It's a little bit more equal now. We love self-development. Mm-hmm. We go to therapy. 10 out of 10 recommend. 10 out of 20 recommend. For anyone, at any age, at any time. I honestly think that should be, like, part of your package in graduating college is, like, getting a therapist. Oh, yeah. Like, especially if you don't have... A plan? Like, your, like, next, like, year lined up post-college. I think that should be something that Alumni Services has ready for you. Like, not just career coaching, but they should just have therapy ready. So many of my friends entered or re-entered therapy post-grad, and it's very helpful. I don't understand. I understand the stigma around therapy, but, like, I'm going to make it the most appealing thing. We're all a little bit narcissistic, whether we want to admit or not. This is someone who just has to mm-hmm. listen to you for 50 minutes weekly. Ideally, like, they help you through things depending on the kind. Like, I'm in CBT therapy, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is more based on the way the brain functions and not so much of why you are the way you are, but how we can fix it and improve it going forward, as opposed to talk therapy, which is a lot of times like kind of when I think of talk therapy, I think of Freaky Friday with Jamie Lynn, not Jamie Lynn Spears, Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan and her when they switch, Lindsay Lohan just going with all the sessions as Jamie Lee Curtis. So how does that make you feel? And that's more talk therapy versus mine is like, okay, you had a panic attack. What can we do next time you feel that way? How did you feel and how can we work on that for next time rather than why I had a panic attack? No, I feel like it's a very underrated form of therapy, but it's actually so helpful because it's about training your body to understand that there's no threat. All your thoughts and feelings are valid, but it's just like understanding the way that your body is interpreting the way that you're feeling. Yeah, because basically our bodies, any sort of kind of physical or emotional trigger, think a lion or tiger is coming to eat us. That's the way our body reacts because we haven't evolved Mm -hmm. beyond that. So anytime anything triggers or elicits something, that's what your body reacts to. And so you basically need to spend your entire life walking your body back, telling it it's safe. There's no tiger. There's no lion. And the part that I think obviously isn't there, there's no physical threat, but I think the emotional and mental threats that have evolved have the same problems with them and the same reactions from us. Here, here. So yeah, now that we've pitched you on therapy, and we hope you like it, <laughs> um, I think that we're actually going to take this time to now try to sell you on something else that we love, which is Gilmore Girls. So for those of you who don't know, Gilmore Girls is a show that aired a while ago. We were basically infants when it came out. 2000 to 2007, but like, sure, infants. Okay, you know what? Okay, we're just going to put this out there right now. There is a year and 10 months <laughs> difference between Jay and myself, and she loves to rub that in at any point that she can. Okay, the main reason it gets rubbed in and the reason I bring it up is because 
Angela likes to say we're a year apart. We could be a year apart and then I could get pregnant and have a baby and it's still be like a two-year age gap. It's not until that 11th or 12th. It's not until like the a week after that that we're only a year apart. Like currently this is November. I don't know. We're in November and we're currently in that phase where we're only a year apart. But very soon we will go back to being two years apart. But the thing that makes this even more confusing is we're only one grade year. And I mean, we're adults now, so grade years don't really matter. But since we're reflecting on our high school and college experiences, it matters. And that's how we measure time still. So we're only one grade apart. Yes. Which is how I measure our age difference. Which is just wrong. I have a cousin. And the thing that confuses me about Angela and the reason I normally add a year for us is my cousin and I are three grades, but only two years. So he's the opposite of the way you and I are. We have an extra grade and you and I have one less grade. But we're, I'm basically like equal on both sides because he's born in early January. So you two are very... Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm three grades older than him, but only one grade from you. It's very confusing. Maybe we'll do a, we'll do a math problem on the Instagram. Oh my God. Yeah. It'll, it'll have to... You'll have to do the math there, but cool. But yes, Gilmore Girls, 2000 to 2007... We were both a little young when it first came out to watch it. I wanted to start watching it when Hillary Duff said it in an interview I read that she loved Gilmore Girls. And she also loved the show Seventh Heaven, which I used to love. So I was like, oh my gosh, if she loves Seventh Heaven and the show Gilmore Girls, I need to watch Gilmore Girls. But I was a little young at the time. I believe I started watching it when I was like seven or eight, eight or nine, around that. Mm -hmm. and I've been hooked ever since yeah no similarly I was also a little young but uh it was definitely something that I wanted to get into because my so my very first episode is one that we'll talk about a lot later because it's now it would definitely be seen as a little bit problematic but there was a very like big fight scene between these two characters in the middle of a high school keg party so it just seemed like this like portal into another world that I did not understand, but it was very interesting. So for me, I think it was like fifth or sixth grade when I started watching those episodes after school on ABC Family. Oh, loved ABC Family. And you could just never give it up. I've boycotted ABC Family ever since they renamed Freeform. I actually started boycotting when they changed out jake t austin on the fosters for noah centineo and made it like no one would notice they made one joke like <laughs> like doesn't he look good it's like they don't look alike they literally don't look alike oh yeah they actually wrote that into the entire storyline and they made jesus um i think they said that he was addicted to steroids or taking steroids do you get addicted to steroids something for us to figure out later i mean you finally made it through the 17th season or 16 seasons of Grey's anatomy you should know the answer to that i know i should i'm gonna say that you do not get oh well mm, no roid rage maybe you do road rage or roid roid rage oh, okay that wasn't just me mishearing or you mispronouncing got it no that could totally be me but yeah, no, we've been watching Gilmore Girls forever, and honestly, it really shaped a lot of how- Yes, you can get addicted to steroids. 
<laughs> Backchecking.gov. Gotta love Google. Thank you, Google. I mean, as you can tell, we've been watching Gilmore Girls for some time, and it really impacted the way that we looked at our high school life and the way that we thought life was going to be in college and after. And I don't know, just overall, it's a it's a great show. Like the snappy banter is honestly timeless. And now we're just going to take that as a greater lens to look back at our high school and college lives and figure out if we were really ready for anything that we went through. Hence the name of our podcast, In Omnia Paratus, which means ready for anything. I feel like we need to go into the story of like how that becomes with Gilmore Girls. But first, I would like to say I would like my refund for never being invited to join a secret society. Really, though? Like, is that something? Did we have to go to an East Coast college for that? No, we had to go to an Ivy League college for that. Oh, well. Carnegie and Rockefeller money. Hmm. I mean, we could still marry someone who was in a secret society and then, like, we'd be in one by proxy. Anyone who was in a secret society in college? Feel free to slide into Angela's DMs. We'd love to. <laughs> She'd love to date you. But yes, Gilmore Girls. So my, one of my favorites, I won't state favorite, favorite, because all Gilmore Girls episodes matter. But one of my favorite episodes is season five, episode seven. It's called You Jump, I Jump, Jack. And it is the episode where Rory gets whisked where Rory gets whisked, 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 like, like when, with eggs. Yes. Okay. Where Rory gets whisked away to the meetings of this secret society called the Life and Death Brigade she's been researching. And the way she first found out about the society is she was on campus washing her hands in one of the bathrooms and someone in a bright red ball gown and a gorilla mask is coming out of the stalls, washes her hands, kind of giggles runs to a black SUV and yells in Omnia Paratus drunkenly as she steps in. Rory, being the Christian Omnipore wannabe that she would like to be, investigates the story while working for the Yale Daily News, finds an inn, and goes on this adventure. The next morning, she's put into a ball gown and asked to jump off of, what are we going to call it, like a eight-story scaffolding, wearing a very tiny harness. And, Jay, would you like to give us your favorite quote? It's your choice, Ace. People can live a hundred years without really living for a minute. You climb up here with me, it's one less minute you haven't lived. She grabs his hand, climbs up the scaffolding, and jumps after a sack of potatoes. Yeah, so just like Rory, we want to be a little bit more prepared to take that next step and jump. Mm -hmm. Or climb up there, I guess, technically. Yeah. But then once you're up there, you have to jump down. I think from what I can recall, I'm rewatching right now, but I'm only on season two. It's taking a bit longer. I haven't seen it in a while. Forgot all the jokes. Um, but something rewatching and just remembering the time that Rory was going through her second year of college. She's with Dean, back with Dean after like the incident. We're not gonna spoil it, but there's something that happens. She's back with Dean and He's still in Stars Hollow. She's at Yale. And Rory's just kind of digging a little deeper, trying to do a little bit more searching, a little bit more. Just find a little bit more. And she gets presented with this opportunity to go on this adventure with these group of kids and takes it. 
and kind of throughout this whole episode it's her being like take the next steps push yourself get pushed physically and literally or literally and metaphorically jump into something new with this person who she doesn't really know but kind of is very easy to trust and see what this world is about because this is really honestly thinking about this now one of the main times she kind of leaves her stars hollow her the life her mom's raised her and jumps into emily and richard's world oh that's very true Look at me being profound on a Sunday at three in the afternoon. Ooh. Go, Jay. That was all I got. It was your turn now. As we continue on with our lives and we're looking at the next steps that we're going to take, we're taking this time to evaluate what what has gone well, what hasn't, what we could do better, where we can grow, and what would we like more of in our lives. And we're happy to have you guys sit in with us and just, like, we hope that you can benefit from our perspective. Here, here. And also, no one, I think, could have been ready for this year we've had. No matter where you are in the world, what you believe in, so much has happened this year that I don't think any of us could have been ready for. So I think part of being ready and something we want to just reiterate is being ready is subjective where you are always simultaneously ready and not ready at any moment for most things. (laughs) I don't know. Should we bring it back and formally introduce ourselves to everyone? I'm Jay. Like the letter. I am... A Libra cusp, Scorpio, which is what most people say ah to who really like astrology when they find out I'm a Libra. They're like, huh. Like, oh, I'm a Scorpio cusp. They're like, oh, that makes more sense, which is always slightly offensive. Don't get me wrong. I love Scorpios. I love all signs. But like always slightly offensive when they're like, we don't get you as a Libra. Oh, but you're part Scorpio. Oh, okay. Now, now you make more sense. I grew up in the Bay Area, went to to UCR for college, which is where I met Angela and some of my dearest friends. I'm a type 2 on the Enneagram and ENFJ on the Meyer-Briggs test. I like to bake. I'm really itching to get back to Europe, particularly Greece with Angela and my other friend when we can travel again. And I know that is the trip that we are just waiting forever on. Yes, we're ready. But it's going to be the most fantastic thing because we have all this research now. Yes, I'm ready to fulfill my dreams of Sister of the Traveling Pants. Oh, but the last point I was going to... You had me lose my last point. Shoot. My bad. I don't remember the last thing I said. I think I said we were going to Greece. And then my last point is I am part of the Justice for Paris Geller League. I will be starting on this podcast. Oh my god, I cannot wait to hear this. But I'm already excited because the last episode that I just watched is Paris is Burning. Which one is that? Um, It's when Paris's parents are going through the divorce and then she spreads the news around school that something's going on between Lorelai and a teacher. It's fine. She doesn't get into Harvard. Karma gets her. But yes, Angela, Avio, Angie, Ange. Ah, okay. First of all, we're going to start with, (laughs) I do not like Angie. I'm not a huge fan of Ange either. (laughs) I prefer Angela. (laughs) 
Um, if you feel like you need to call me something other than Angela, um, you can go with AVO, which shout out to our lovely sorority for giving me that nickname because it's actually worked out pretty well. And it's actually almost grown too, because some people who don't even know me from college life now call me AVO. Um, a little bit about me. I'm a Capricorn. And if that means anything to you, I'm a super Capricorn. Like, my friend did my birth chart, and apparently seven of my planets are in Capricorn. Is that, like, supersizing at McDonald's? Basically. It's, like, apparently I'm a incredibly amplified Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn moon. I, I don't remember what right or maybe I'm a Capricorn rising. Whatever is the one you present as, I'm in Capricorn. I think it's the moon. Sure. Okay, which is interesting because my moon is actually in Leo. But, like, almost everything else is in Capricorn. Oh, I'm actually really bad at the whole get-to-know-you thing, so I'm going to try my best here. Um, my love language is giving and receiving food, mainly in the forms of pizza and cheesecake. Um, my favorite regular cable show, which is no longer in existence, is The Pizza Show, which has this really great guy who just travels around the United States and Italy sampling pizza. It's fantastic. Was it a Food Network? No, it's on, I think it's Vice. Is that a TV network? It is a TV network. Um, yeah, well, we'll have to link it on the Instagram because I actually make a lot of pizzas from that show. Yeah, let's see. My favorite color is purple. Wait, hold on. I need to pause on that one for a minute. Didn't I get a rant? like a few months ago about how your favorite color is now blue and no one realized you transitioned from purple to blue and how dare people still think your favorite color is purple and you went on this huge rant because I said your favorite color is purple and you're like, no it's blue now because I've been buying blue furniture for the home I'm gonna make like no one everyone keeps saying I love purple and I'm sick of purple because everyone needs to realize I'm now an adult and I like blue I know I literally just realized that as I said it I'm looking at an old list <laughs> it's okay it's okay <laughs> It's okay. We can recover from this. My favorite color is blue. Oh, no. I'm leaving in the purple um, part. I'll put this part in, too. But oh, I'm leaving okay. in the purple part. Oh, okay. Cool. It's like... Oh, oy I think you mean oy with the poodles. Wait, really, though? Oy with the poodles. And schnickel fritz. And copper boom. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I feel like I should just give everyone the fast facts at this moment. I love traveling, but I haven't been able to do that all year, so planning Pinterest vacations has become my new hobby. I'm currently reading Why Not Me by Mindy Kaling, and for work, I'm actually a corporate event slash operations coordinator, so I do things like holiday parties, happy hours, team bonding, and other things like that, which again, I'm not doing a lot of right now because... There's nowhere for my team to gather. Fun times. Yep. So, oh, and I've taken up making jam in quarantine. That's my quarantine hobby. God, I'm knitting. We're ready to be Amish. We really are. But yes, as this is where we are in our lives, we'd love to hear from any listeners who didn't get paid to listen to this through monetary incentives or desperation on our part to leave comments. We'd love to read them. We'd love to get to know you guys better. Create our own little community. Have town halls. Firelight festivals. Lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. See if homecoming needs to be put to sleep. But we're excited to start this journey with all of you.
ideally a hundred of you, swinging back to that first point of getting Angela to wear a GoPro on her head for a day. Suddenly regretting that, but it's okay because we'll be happy to have you. Um, I'm just going to say that we're going to say thank you and we'll talk to everyone later. And on that note, thank you all for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus, our first episode. Join us next week and for many weeks to come when we talk about Christmas movies, our life in retail shopping, and so many other things. Grab your coffee bowl and don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow, so head on over to at Pod on Instagram and let us know more what you'd like to hear about. Bye! Bye!